0: This episode is brought to you by you guys, our TST fam on Patreon. So before we begin, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to those of you who are supporting us, especially in difficult times like these. You're helping us keep things afloat and allowing us to create more content like this. And if you're not yet part of the TST fam and you'd like to join, head over to patreon.com forward slash truestorytent. You'll find the link in the description. By joining, you'll also be gaining access to some special perks. In fact, when today's story was recorded on Zoom, our patrons had access to the live session and were able to engage with the storytellers. We hope to do more stuff like this moving forward. Alright, now to our episode. The story you're about to hear is about love, patience, and perseverance in the face of cultural prejudice. My name is Abdullah Al-Ma'wali, and welcome to True Storytent. Start. So it started. Um, so we ended, and the worst and the dumbest thing I've ever decided to do. I don't know, I mean.
1: And that was kind of like the hammer on the nail. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> okay.
2: I'm Talal, and a lovely wife, Fat, and we've been married now for six years. We've known each other for
0: eight years. Talal al-Shahri is half Canadian, half Omani from the south of Oman in Salalah
2: I am what is known as Jibali or a mountain man My last name literally translates in our local language حرار, to the mountain man Our stereotypes down here for like my people is we're rough and savage even to a degree and we are a very tribal society and. Fatan discovered that
0: firsthand.
1: My name is Fatan, and I'm also eight years older than Talal. Um,
0: <laughs> Fatan Al mawali is from the capital of Oman, Muscat, with ethnic roots from Tanzania.
1: Uh, growing up, I also faced a lot of prejudice, uh, mainly in terms of the color of my skin. You know, like, oh, you're not, you're not pretty. You're black. Or, Um, Recently, or the past six years, it's been, oh, you're so pretty, but it's a shame you're black. Um, And also things like, you know, your hair is too curly, it's too kinky, do something about your hair. So there's always been that kind of prejudice, but I never thought that I would face this kind of prejudice (laughs) in order to get married.
2: Yeah. Our couplings are rare. They do exist hidden away. But the couplings of Jibbalis and zanzibaris are very rare in the country. And not due to the fact that there aren't people who want to do it, but due to the backlash that we eventually came to.
0: In 2012, Fatin used to work at an American nonprofit organization that involved her bringing in exchange students from America to live in Oman for a year to learn about the culture. And she would occasionally take them on trips around the country.
1: And one of the areas was Salalah, And a colleague of mine um, told me that there was a person in Salalah who I could connect with, who could speak with those students about Salalah life um, and how it was so different than Muscat. So I connected with Salala on a professional level. And um, we met and professionally I was very impressed at the time he was 20. Um, He was, you know, very mature, he knew what he was talking about, and he could hold himself so well. It was very rare to see a a Romani guy at that age who was able to deal with himself, carry himself in that way.
0: At the time, both of them were in serious long-term relationships.
2: Now, mine broke up because they found out
0: that 400 years
2: ago there was a tribal feud between my tribe and the other girl's tribe, due to the Portuguese invasion. Now that's a different story, but that also has to do with the tribalism. And it broke up. A couple months later, Fatim broke her relationship yeah. off.
1: By this point, you know, it's important to mention that we were, Falad and I were very good friends. Um, and and we, we considered each other, each other's confidant. Um, we'd speak to each other about the issues that we were facing, problems that were happening um, in our own personal lives on a very personal level very, very good friends. Um, so, a few months after my breakup and finally getting over that, um, we were, Palad and I were on the phone, and um, it took me a while to come up with the courage to speak to him, but I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead, I'm just gonna do it. So, I said to him on the phone, Palad, you and I we're very good friends. I wanna get married. You wanna get married. Let's get married! My heart at this point was beat- like really
2: beating out of my chest. I was shocked because at the time, from my perspective, I'm a 20-year-old college student. This woman is a manager of like two or three departments at the time, an international organization. She's eight years older than me. She is gorgeous and smart and educated. And I never even considered her, not even for a second. I was like, no way this girl would ever be even slightly interested in me. and. It kind of shook me a little bit. I was like, huh? Huh? What? What's going on here? And I was like, uh, okay, let's do it. We'll get married. Qaddam, ya Allah. Yeah, and yeah,
1: that was it. kadam. let's do it. <laughs> Those were the words he used. Yeah.
0: The week after that, Talal went to Maskat to ask Fatun's mother for her hand in marriage. He immediately received her blessings. Then he returned to Salalah to bring it up with his family.
2: I went to my mother. My mother seemed apprehensive, but she's like, okay, let's see where this goes. I went to my father. My father listened to me from the beginning to the end. Didn't say a word. And then he took me to my stepmother. Now, being Lufari, another stereotype is many wives and many children. I have 14 brothers and sisters. My father is married to three wives all at the same time. He took me to one of them. So I went and I knew exactly what they were going to pick apart first. The first thing was I told them, she's eight years older. My stepmother said, OK, I can handle that. I was like, she is from Muscat. Like, OK, I can handle that. I was Like, she's Ibadi, like, we are Sunni. And she said, OK, I can handle that. And then I said, she's black or she's dark skinned. And she screamed at me for ten minutes. Of just screaming without actual words just screaming in my face i'd never seen her angry at me in my whole life like that and then my father took me out of the room to let her collect herself and he said look this is what you're going to face if you want to get married you have to convince our tribe and then i'll take you so i called Fatim. Well,
1: of course, I was very surprised when he told me that this is the situation. Um, and But I was very hopeful uh, because his father said, we have to convince the tribe. So that meant that his father was on board and his mother was on board um, and okay with the idea of us getting married. But I wasn't ready for yeah. <laughs> what was going to come.
2: Yes, I spent a year and a half, every single day, about every single day one or two people would come and visit us in our house people i'd never met before far off imams and sheikhs and cousins and uncles who i didn't even know i was related to at all we are a tribe of about thirty thousand people approximately there are people coming in from east and west men and women mainly men to convince me not to get married and it had become a huge everyone was talking about it in our tribe what is how dare he sully our bloodline with her dark skin and her roots and her this and her that and everyone here always sits on the backbone that we are muslims above everything else so i used islam and anytime they would come to me i would just reply to them in islam be like if you speak of the age difference our prophet's favorite wife our Prophet's favorite wife was Sayyidah Khadija, Khadija, who was 12 years older than him. And then you look at, okay, well, she's further along in her career. I was like, well, Sayyidina Khadija again was the Prophet's boss. She was his boss. He worked for her. He herded her goats, helped her with her business. When they would say, oh, her lineage, or where, you can't prove anything, you know, she has African blood in her. And I would always return with There is no difference between a foreigner and an Arab or a black person and a white person except by the piety in their heart. And then they'd be like, well, what if she's from a slave family? And I would reply always back with a shocking line, well, your mother is a slave. And they would be like, how dare you? And trap their khanjars. And I would tell them, well, al al one of the prophet's wives, who was considered a mother to us, she was a slave and they would just keep on coming at me with all of this, bit by bit. And every time I'd be like, what? So you think you're better than the prophet? You know, you think this or you think that? And they'd always shut up and walk off grumbling at me because they couldn't come at me from that degree. And obviously, Islam shouldn't be the only reason that to convince them of this because this idea of separation, this idea of, racism or i am better than somebody just because of who my grandfather is or where i'm from is wrong
0: this went on and on for a whole year and a half
2: i had from my 14 siblings one sister on my side i had my mother on my side and i thought i had my father on my side as well finally it came i'd gone through the 30,000 people most of them and there was one final meeting where the big imams and the chefs showed up, my uncles, a couple of cousins, and we I got they gathered and I stood in front of them and I pled my case one more time. And one of the uncles who's an imam stood up after I pled my case and he said, I can't find any fault in his wanting from the Islamic side. So I will take him myself to ask for this girl's hand in marriage. And he looked to the tribe and he's like, "Do you are you with us or against?" And I'd been through every single one of them individually, so they knew they weren't going to give me any new arguments. So they said, Ugh, "Let's just do it." And at that moment, my father had been smiling the whole meeting. His face turned white, and he pretty much stood up and shocked me and everyone there, and said, "Over my dead body," in essence. And I found out that the person who'd been sending them the full time was my dad. He'd been sending these people to our house to convince me not to get married. But he wanted to show that he was on my side. It, did it. it ended right there. And I just thought I'd won the moment the tribe said yes. And then there was no ground underneath my feet and I fell hard and immediately got depressed. I was like, how am I going to do this? I wanted to do this right. We could have gone to court. We could have done that. And we were willing to do that eventually.
1: We wanted to try it and do it the proper way, the manual, the traditional way, um, before we took anything to higher, higher powers.
0: At this point, they both thought they reached the end of the road. A few weeks passed by.
2: Then My mother was in Muscat. She was there for some health care, provided by one of the hospitals. My father was in Muscat for a meeting. And she, I'd spoken to my mother and she could hear how depressed I was. And I shut down the phone and I took a nap. And I have an emergency phone whenever I sleep. And that was the one time I got a good phone call that woke me up on my emergency phone. My mother said, buy yourself a ticket, come to Muscat, you're going to get engaged tomorrow. Now in those 20 minutes, I don't know what happened. She said some hardcore things to marry a father. But whatever it was, it was hardcore, okay? <laughs>
1: so you called me and you told me, um, he told me that, uh, guess what? We're married. I'm gonna come. We're gonna propose to you tomorrow. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, okay, 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 bye. And I hung up on him and uh, immediately started to, to, to gather everybody. Mom, <laughs> order the food. Dad, prepare yourself. Brothers, you have to be here. And... Um,
0: Talal and his dad arrived to Muscat and they drove to Fatin's family home. Almost two years of fighting and struggling, it was finally happening.
2: My father was grumbling the whole way. He was like, 30 minutes and we're out. We reached there and we met her family. And the moment he actually opened himself up, now they were in front of him. It was no longer something that was far away, something that he was shutting off. He had to deal with the situation. The moment he opened up his eyes, he realized how great her and her family were. And he realized, you know, all the things that they talk about at closed doors, when there's not actually someone from that group with you, it's it's not the truth, it's not reality. Instead of those 30 minutes, we spent over three hours yeah. with him <laughs> they chatting. They just wouldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> and I, they were chatting and laughing, and he spent a good hour. A
1: good hour yeah. with my mother. Now, of course, I was in the house, but not in the room. Um, mm-hmm. I, I refused, actually, to be in the room. and uh, But I was listening <laughs> through the door, like, what are they saying? What are they saying? And he spent an hour with my mother in the kitchen. Apologizing, basically, that it took so long for them to come, that um, they, they, he, he didn't know what we were like. He didn't, he wasn't ready to accept us. But now that that Halas, you know, he's going to be her, my mother's son, and I'm going to be his daughter. So he apologized for all of that, and I was there, you know, just listening in. "Ah!" My
2: father and I got into the car. And we started driving off, before we even exited their garden, my father started calling all his friends and brothers at Solana, saying amazing things about her family. Like, oh my God, they're like this, and they're like this, and they're educated here, and this is what they do, and this is how they live, and this is their work, and et cetera, et cetera, Uh, very happily, like the year and a half that passed never existed.
1: And they wanted us to get married the next month. Yeah. They're like, we proposed, everything was good. Next month we do the malka. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> no, I yeah. need to get ready. I need to lose
2: weight. <laughs> I haven't even graduated from college yet. Yeah. And I finished studies, but I was going to graduate the next month. And like, I need a job first. I have to get a job. And all this time of the, no, it will not happen, turned into, we have to get you guys married now. Oh. <laughs> and we managed to push them back three months. Mm-hmm.
1: We got married, and flash forward to where we are now. Now we have three-year-olds, and we're still yeah. happily married. And his family accepted me immediately. As soon as I came to Salana, there was no more prejudice. There was no more issues. I immediately became one of the family.
2: And it was it was really nice to see how they accepted her because I was, obviously there will always be fringe people who are still grumbling about this couple that they appear prejudice exists it's everywhere. It's everywhere but it's everywhere if we take the step to fight against prejudice mm-hmm. if we actually stand up to it and keep on standing up for it keep, every time someone says something about a situation like this it's important to go back to the basics you know it doesn't matter where we're from or who we are it's cliché to say it, but it's the truth it doesn't matter as long as we strive to be good people it should never matter our background or how it makes no sense to me how people just believe that they are better than someone else for no reason other than how they look or where they're from yes, exactly. So that is our story, pretty much
0: If you'd like to reach out to Talal or Fatin you can find them on Instagram Talal is at of Shadows. And Fatin is at Fifi Marala. The links are in the description. And I'd like to give a shout out to some of our patrons: Mtital Al Riyami, Sabrina Al Busaidi, Hanan Al Kindi, Vicky, Shems Al Batashi, Buthaina Al yahyai Martin Varnik, Taysir Al Riyami, Iman Al Jahdami, Mariam, Emil Al Jabri, and haytham Al khanjari Thank you. For all things True Story Tent, you may find us on Instagram and Twitter at True Story Tent. Or you may visit our website, truestorytent.org. This episode was produced by me, Abdullah Al-Ma'wali. You may reach me also on Instagram at wandering guy. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.